0: It's Thursday, February 2nd.
1: Honksatani Phil. That's right,
0: Woodchuck Chuckers. It's Groundhog Day!
2: 2023.
0: Shakira, Shakira. Shakira, Isabel, Mubarak, Ripoll has a birthday today. You know her better as just Shakira. She is 47 years old. Christy Brinkley, ex-Mrs. Billy Joel, former supermodel. She's 69 today. On this date in 1653, New Amsterdam was founded. They now call that place New York City. The first Groundhog Day was celebrated in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, on this date, 1887. The day after the Patriots beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl 19 years ago today, CBS was apologizing for this. Janet Jackson exposed herself on national television with a little help from Justin Timberlake. Three years ago, a man from the Philippines died from the new coronavirus. It was the first death from the virus recorded outside. Maddie, a little bit chilly out there this morning. We're going to warm up to near 40 though today and lots of sunshine. It is 22 now on today's
3: Celeb Gossip and
2: Hollywood Buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update on the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show.
3: Yesterday was pretty emotional for Tom Brady fans as he officially announced his retirement. I think this one is going to stick and he's got hundreds of millions of dollars coming in from Fox Sports but I guess that's not going to rush him back to work anytime soon he's going to enjoy his first true break from football in a long time because his focus is elsewhere and no it is not on dating so Michael I guess we're kind of off on what we said yesterday how we were like oh he's probably going to go back to Giselle I don't think that's happening he's going to spend the next few months just being a dad says sources close to him he's looking forward to spending extended time with them. Tom's 15-year-old son, Jack, plays high school football, and I guess he's been flying private to watch him play every week. Tom was recently spotted alone scoping out schools in Miami for his kids. Uh, I guess he plans to stay in Miami for the kids. As for his love life, he's not dating anyone. He's not trying to get back with Giselle. His interest right now is just living a life outside of the game. And he's got that massive deal with Fox Sports, reportedly worth $375 million over the next 10 years. But I guess he's not going to rush back into that. Uh, he just really just wants to have a break. So that's not going to happen for several months. So... I know you said probably this upcoming season.
0: Well, yeah. So that would probably the timing on that is about right. Yeah. You know, so early. Even September. that seems early.
3: Even that seems. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you think d- a guy
0: like him though can sit around and do nothing for a year? Yeah. yeah. I don't, think I don't so. know.
3: I don't know. I mean, he's got plenty on his plate for sure. But I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed that uh, the whole Giselle theory wasn't uh, working out. I
0: don't think the story's over there. I, you know, I, I think don't know. I think it is. Talking. You know, spending time with your kids. That's translation: family time. And-
3: yeah, but it's pretty clear that Giselle's kind of is she set dating. Sail. Uh, there is rumors that she is dating the kid's jujitsu coach, but it's
0: rumors. Gonna keep an eye on that jujitsu. Coach.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's rumors. Good news: Beyonce's Renaissance tour is happening. The bad news. Fans are already gearing up for a very difficult time getting those tickets, especially following Ticketmaster's botched ticket rollout for Taylor Swift. She announced the tour yesterday, her website showing tour dates from May to September. So she's going to be performing in cities around the world. But the most important one, Gillette Stadium, August 1st. So it sounds like she's going to be ending it in New England, which is kind of cool. Ticketmaster published a blog post yesterday With very detailed instructions on how to get tickets for the tour, people who want access to the North American leg of the tour, listen up, have to be registered as verified fans. The page says, demand for this tour is expected to be high. Oh yeah, I think so. If there is more demand than there are tickets available, a lottery-style selection process will determine which registered, verified fans get a unique access code and which are placed on the wait list. Adding that an access code does not guarantee a ticket. This sounds terrible already. Fans have been eagerly awaiting news of the tour, but many are already bracing themselves for this Ticketmaster disaster. And then there is a lot of fans that are also worried about high ticket prices. I say, hey, girl, I know you're busy, you're wealthy, like, so you might not have time to keep up what's
0: going on down here, you know, with us, with the poor people or whatever. Girl, did you know they got us paying $8 for eggs? And I know they ain't got nothing to do with you. You know what I'm saying? You, you price your tickets, how you want to price them or whatever. But I was just wondering, like, if you could just possibly keep that
1: in mind, you know,
0: keep the recession in mind or whatever, if you, if you want to, if you want to. Because it'd be cool if I could pay rent and pay for food um, <laughs> when your tickets come out. But if not, that's fine, you know what I'm saying? Sacrifices have to be made. I will be seated, regardless. Regardless.
3: Hilarious. She love, love her. I love, that. Very funny. I, I love TikTok, man. That's yeah. why I love TikTok.
0: That's just a random woman. That The the one quote, though, I can't get past it. It really bothers me. If demand surpasses what the supply is for tickets, excuse me. I mean, are we in a place where everybody thinks they can get a ticket because everybody can't? It's right. been going on since the dawn of events. Right. Like, yeah, I want to go to the World Series. Not everybody can get a ticket. Deal with it. Right. You know, like. That's just reality. Well, I think they say that to set up the next position,
3: which would happen. So it's like, if and when there is more demand, is what they should have said. Then that lottery-style selection process begins. So it's like, Sounds it, it, like Hunger Games. I th- it, 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 to me, it sounds like they're covering their butt because it's they're like,
0: they're like, you know what? We just have we have
3: to we have to say it. We just got to say it so people can't say that we didn't say it. Yeah,
0: that's exactly you what know? it is. So exactly. it's like. They yes. they they're,
3: they're trying to learn from Taylor Swift question mark. I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to have another debacle on our they hands. They can't. So.
1: They cannot have that oh, happen again. God. Real quick cuz uh, the other day I my, my friend was trying to get just a little Wayne tickets. Now he's pretty big too, but he's not Beyoncé. He's not Taylor Swift. Yeah, he's more of there a was beach still guy. A 5,000 person queue. Qu- Q. 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 Oh, Q, bro, man. Q. And I'm like when did that even begin? Was it five
3: thousand person 5,000 queue? I don't understand that. Where so, is so he I'm even saying? going?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But what, what holds five thousand people? of places. places. Well, well, okay, all right. Or so then,
3: did they all go on sale at once for every venue? And so then you all go into one queue.
0: <laughs> could be. That could would be. make well, more why sense. Why am I going to be waiting in line for a show in Chicago? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't I mean, I don't know. Well it was somebody from around
1: else. here, so it was definitely Maybe he's coming to either Connecticut, you well, know, the garden. I mean, garden. the garden in Boston holds, you know, 15, 20,000. I'm just saying like, if this is going to be a thing, this is going to turn me off from wanting to go to a concert.
3: I mean, I've been turned off. The ticket prices are ridiculous. Yeah, so. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait on your website for this, three hours just to tell me that I have to pay $3,000. Yeah, that's This is, yeah. no,
0: this is nothing new. Like there are always been more people that want to see these shows right. than they have tickets when it's a big artist. Yeah. Right. More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. And it is Groundhog Day, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Groundhog Day, guys.
3: 30 years later, which is kind of crazy, that Bill Murray comedy classic celebrating 30 years. It was released in 1993. Hey, that's a good uh that's a good year, 1993. Is that your year? That is my year. Wait
0: a minute, do you turn 30 this year? All right, relax. Whoa, relax. to the thirty club here. Relax with <laughs> I that. I put that together. Back up, pump
3: the brakes. We're talking about Groundhog Day here. Neddy comes to
0: the this year. My God,
3: I'm gonna go throw up. And while all that repeated attention didn't necessarily put Gobbler's Knob on the map, they've been celebrating Groundhog Day since 1887. The movie did boost a lot of tourism, though. Gobbler's Knob going from 5,000 to 35,000 visitors every February. They're, 2nd. they're
0: lining up in the queue. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're all
3: in the queue yeah, right now. They, they want to go see
0: Phil. Morning! Uh, see the groundhog? I think it'll be in early spring. Didn't
1: we do this yesterday?
0: I don't know what you mean. <laughs> don't mess with me, pork chop.
2: <sighs> what day is this?
1: It's February 2nd. Oh. Groundhog
4: Day. Phil? Hey, Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey, now don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. (laughs) Ned Ryerson!
1: You're ready to get down to people Men here for four straight hours? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look at you, Bob. This is the sound of Gobbler's Knob.
3: That looks like a vibe right now. They are partying it up. Look
0: at the crowd. Gobbler's
3: Knob is where it's at, man.
0: This has been pent up like demand from COVID. They had to go. They had to see the groundhog. It looks cold there, though. It
3: looks so cold. Oh, my God.
1: Look at this guy singing.
4: They're
1: getting ready to get down. I'm ready. Like the hype to see an animal. I
3: know. Well, I think it's all about the tradition. It's it's yeah. tradition that has been set in stone since the 1800s.
0: Guys, I I've I've been reading about this this morning, and I learned things about Groundhog Day I never knew. Uh oh. And I've been doing a radio show for a long time. You would think I'd know all there is to know about Groundhog Day, right? I feel I'm kind of nervous about what you're going to say. There's so many things. So first of all, yeah, 1887. Is that where? Let's see. It was in the 1800s, right? When they had the first... 1887, you got it. You nailed it. But it's been around actually a lot longer before that. Like, the the roots to how this all came about. Because I was like, all right, 1887, but what happened? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, let's say... Let's all of a
3: sudden, we're going to follow
0: this groundhog. Stupid, like, right? Yeah, like, why? Weird. So what happened was, back in the day... They used to have like the, the the big the big days were always like these, like the equinox and all that stuff. You know, like before the Christianity, it was all about the sun mm-hmm. and the four the four days, like the turning of the seasons. So obviously, like they they really uh, were keyed into the weather because it was a lot more than just a good beach day. It was like their crops right. and right. like their life. They had to, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so over the centuries, the big pre-Christian holidays were these, you know, turning points of the year when, and one of them was on February 1st and you know, like for May 1st is May day and all that stuff. So anyway, so essentially when Europeans at that time celebrated their February 1st holiday, they called it Candlemas, kind of like Christmas, Christmas Candlemas. It was a day on which Christians brought candles to church to be blessed and it was a sign of a source of light and warmth for the winter. Hmm. So that was like, a, it's a holdover from the pre-Christian days, like the pagan days. They, they were popular. So the church were like, well, you know, we'll adopt these holidays so people want to be Christian. So where, so does, anyway, where does Phil come into play? So anyway, well, so, <laughs> it, so back to what we were talking about. It was still a weather important date that signified a change in the seasons. And, you know, again, they're all plugged into the agriculture and all that. So... A poem from back in 1678 reads: "If Candlemas Day be fair and bright, winter will have another flight. If on Candlemas Day it be shower and rain, winter is gone and will not come again." Ooh, interesting. Now the animal part of it, so that's the the weather watching part of it, right? So then the animal part of it came about when uh, the Germans, um, kind of started spreading their, you know, their um influence, you know, like over the Celtic people. The, again, this is back 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 in the day, hundreds of years. Um so instead of a groundhog, they used a badger. Okay. Okay? And the German badger was known as the Candlemass weather prophet. No idea why, but somehow the badger ended up being able to predict the weather. So then when the holiday came over to the what was later the United States with the Pennsylvania Dutch They traded the badger with the American groundhog. So that's how the groundhog became to be the groundhog.
3: So in simpler terms, we have no idea why we do this, and we just continue to do it.
0: It was an evolution. It was an evolution of two different holidays merged into one. It's a strong evolution from a candle to an animal. What is really disturbing is before Punxsutawney Phil was the celebrity he is now, where people stop like on a work day and, and party for hours before the break of dawn, they used to eat the groundhog after he came out. Are you kidding they me? They eat him. That is disgusting. The, the earliest groundhog days from the 19th century involved devouring... Phil the groundhog after he made his prediction. That is so
3: messed up. (laughs) Now, did they name the groundhog back then? Like, was it Punksitani Phil? I think they
1: did. And they'd be like,
3: Punxsutawney Phil, thanks for not showing your shadow. Now hop on that grill. That's
0: terrible. You're not supposed to name the animals that you eat. That's a nice little rhyme, by the way. You're welcome. The uh, the year 1887, when you had mentioned it, was the first one. They had the groundhog picnic. After Yo. Phil popped out, Yo. locals cooked up groundhog as a, quote, special local <laughs> dish, and they served it at the Punxsutawney Elk Lodge. It's like a
3: sacrifice. It's like a it groundhog is. sacrifice. Back to the
0: pagan, you know, Oh, my it, right? gosh. And uh, the most disturbing part of it? Oh, that wasn't it? No. Okay. The people loved it. Of course they, they did. They loved it. They, they What's wrong with us? They were, quote, pleased at how tender yeah. the groundhog oh my meat God. was. Keep going.
1: Eventually, that it grew out of fashion. To all the Portuguese people out there, I will tell you this. If you're disgusted, hang on a minute. It says, if you're wondering what it tastes like.
3: I don't think you have to be Portuguese to think this sounds disgusting. It, just just going to put it out there.
1: It's similar to rabbits. Rabbit is very big in the Portuguese culture. Uh, the only difference between the taste of rabbit and groundhog is is the scent glands oh. <laughs> groundhogs have scent glands that can impact an off flavor to All the right. meat i'm out if not i'm removed out tapping, tapping out i feel, like, out. I Let's feel
0: just, like can we just watch his shadow and be done with it <laughs> i feel like groundhog would taste tangy Yes, I feel yes, like I
3: groundhogs should not be eaten. For Therefore, real. we're just going to look at his
0: shadow. <laughs> so now you know more about Groundhog Day. The big game, and tomorrow we're going to be live at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, the one on Dartmouth Street in Dartmouth. It's our radiothon. I can't wait. We're going to have a bunch of the kids down there from the Schwartz Center and Meeting Street. I'm g- I'm going to cry, aren't I? It's a it's a really wonderful day. It I'm, I'm going to cry. It truly is. They're in good spirits.
3: Oh, and, I'm sure, but I'm a sucker for a good story, and I'm gonna cry.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun to, um, you know. I always go back to my buddy uh, Brandon Garcia, and he's. I remember when we first met; him, he was a little guy. Uh, he was he was not able to walk or talk, and. Um, you know, a couple of years go by, and the next thing he knew, he walked into the Radiothon. And, and it was at that moment I was like, I mean, I was sold on the Schwartz Center before this, but seeing, actually seeing the progress that the Schwartz Center had made with uh, Brandon was just amazing.
1: I ran into him around Christmas, this this past Christmas. He was not walking, he was running. <laughs> <laughs> running around, high spirits, happy and just, you know, living his best life.
0: His favorite Fun 107 artist, Bruno Mars. Oh, that's a good choice. Loves it. Loves singing Bruno and... And dapping it up. That's right. He's <laughs> one of the best dappers you see. We'll be down there tomorrow at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop. They're going to be donating 50% of their sales while we're there tomorrow. So make sure if you're in the neighborhood, stop in, get some coffee, and get all the donuts tomorrow at Sunrise. It is 6.54, and Phil Devitt has a 90-second news update.
4: Seacog has a new police chief today... David Enos was promoted by the board of selectmen Wednesday night. He's a 19-year veteran of the department and he replaces Dean Isabella, who was ousted from the role last month. Isabella is now suing the town for damages. The man suspected of killing one person and wounding another at a Dollar Tree in Brockton is still at large this morning. The Plymouth County District Attorney identified him as 32-year-old Luis Soto, who used to work at the store. The shooting does not appear to be random, but Soto, is believed to be armed and dangerous. The shooting killed a 38-year-old East Boston resident. Another person was hospitalized with unspecified injuries. Attorneys for Hunter Biden are reportedly calling for federal and state investigations of those who've made accusations about him. His attorneys claim the information from his laptop was stolen and trafficked. The request for investigations was included in letters sent to the Department of Justice, the IRS, and the Delaware Attorney General. Among those who Biden's attorney's want investigated are Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, and other allies of former President Donald Trump. And archaeologists in Iraq say they've found an ancient pub dating back to 2700 BCE. CNN reports researchers found the tavern 19 inches below the surface. It was split into an open air space and a room with seating, an oven, and ancient food remains. It even includes a 5,000-year-old refrigerator. And sports victories for Boston last night. The Celtics over the Brooklyn Nets 139-96 next game tomorrow. And the Bruins over the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 next game on the 11th. And Tom Brady's possibly just five years away from being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Hall tweeted Brady would be eligible for induction in 2028. The news comes after Brady announced his retirement from the NFL. Traffic and weather next from the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107.
0: What, Michael and Maddie? Kill Bill right there. That is SZA, who's going to be coming to the garden in a couple of weeks. That'll be weeks. a good show. Yeah,
3: she's so good.
0: So, did you see this new technology? Which, to me, I find like space age. Mm-hmm. But I guess you're allowed. You're you're going to be able to in the future. And the future is now, I guess pay with your palm
3: so weird how
0: weird is that but
3: the, specifically amazon right so it's called amazon one and it lets customers associate a credit card with their palm print that's that's freaking scary <laughs> so so how does it work exactly
0: so we've got some uh, audio here somebody trying this out you need to sign up an Amazon One Kiosk. You insert your credit cards, and the machine scans both of your POMs. Then you enter your mobile number and agrees with terms of use. You're all set.
1: Yeah, you're all set.
3: It offers a contactless alternative to cash and card payments, according to Amazon. It works by linking the credit card to their POM signature, and it's sent to a, quote, secure cloud area.
0: All right, so let's take a step back here for a second. Let's let's not be cynical. Do you remember a day when you first heard that? What I can pay with my phone? I'm gonna yeah. scan my phone. And didn't you feel like? Oh, I, I, don't I know, that's shady. The, I remember
3: when the chip came out on your on your debit card. I was yeah. like, wait, you just like hover your card over the scanner. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just the next step. And then you pay. We pay with watches. I mean, this
3: is something that like we all used to like. Predict, you know, like yeah. we'd be
0: like, oh, what's next? We're just gonna pay with our hands. So maybe, I mean, this is probably, t- honestly, probably taking security to the next level. There's right. no way that someone can duplicate your palm print, right? Well. And then
3: like, and then like the <laughs> next step of that is like, oh, I don't want people having my hand print, but like, why?
0: <laughs> you know, well, because people like, are gonna say like, you could. Frame me for murder and stuff like that. Well, like the you've government's
3: going like, to frame you Amazon for murder? Amazon going to frame me
0: for murder. Okay.
3: Well, I'm thinking
1: of, uh, uh, you know, stealing your ID. You know, that's... But
3: what's more secure?
1: Your identity. You're
0: a, a card? But yeah, what are they going to do? I like could take your sca- card and go... Scalp your hand yeah. and put it on theirs? Like... I could go in your wallet, take your card and go, you know... Totally. To the, to the gas station or to the supermarket or whatever... But I can't use your palm. But here's
1: the thing. You cancel that card, you get a new card. What are you going to do? Chop your hand off and ask for a new hand for Christmas? No, you
3: recalibrate
1: (laughs) it, silly. Same as you would with the phone.
3: Jeez. How would you
1: recalibrate it, though? You only have one, you know.
3: oh, you're not recalibrating your hand. You're You're recalibrating your palm
1: to a different number now. To another number? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like it. I'm telling you. This world is is out of control. It is spun out of control. The hackers out there are way too smart. Take one, you know, take one hour in the deep web and you will thank me later.
3: No, I thanks. I don't, I don't think I would. I don't, really don't. don't want
1: to go there. I'm just saying it's very.
3: I mean, this is high tech, so it's going to scare everyone. Yeah. Right. And like, I'm sure people were scared of the iPhone when it came out. You know, it's like, this is just the next
1: step, man. This is, I think it's cool. I guess if you had the, the choice of your hand or, you know, the chip where you just hovered the chip over, you're never going to forget your hand. I forget my
0: wall all the time. Right. right? Someday it's going to be the retina scan. Right. Well, they do it for your phone. Like, truthfully, honestly, like, getting back to, like, the phone and having, like, your cards on the phone, like, I'm so used to that now. I'm annoyed that I need to carry a license. Oh, my gosh. Don't you feel like the license should now also be able to be on Apple Pay? Because, (laughs) again, I think it'd be more secure. I, I don't
3: know about that being more secure. The whole reason you have your card on your phone is so that you can use the card for purchases, but it's like your ID, that's an image, as a picture. I feel like more people could easily steal
0: your identity if they had a picture of your license. So there's also an advantage to using your phone to pay or your watch to pay, and that is the merchant doesn't get your actual card number. Right, It gets a random number, so every time you pay, it's a different number. It's weird, Yeah, but... I think it could take it to the next level. Just saying, open mind, open minds with this... uh, Open mind, open palm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the open palm policy. It is 7.53 in the Charred Oak Tavern newsroom now. Phil Devitt.
4: If you're looking for a summer job with some excitement and adventure might want to consider applying for a position aboard New Bedford's historic schooner Ernestina Morrissey the schooner owned by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and operated by the Massachusetts Maritime Academy is homeported in New Bedford but it's giving those working aboard the chance to sail south this spring the Ernestina Morrissey which initially launched 129 years ago this week recently returned home after a seven-year refurbishing in Booth Bay, Maine. The schooner is seeking a cook, deckhands, and people for other roles. More information at Ernestina.org. Some members of the Massachusetts Congressional Delegation are calling on federal and state officials to move fast on funding to replace the bridges that link Cape Cod to the mainland. The federal government rejected a request for nearly $2 billion to replace the nearly century-old Bourne and Sagamore bridges. Senators Ed Markey and Elizabeth Warren and Congressman Bill Keating say the bridges are vital assets to the Cape's economy and in desperate need of replacement. Interest rates are going up yet again. The Federal Reserve hiked rates by a quarter percentage point. The central bank has been aggressively raising interest rates over the last year in a bid to get inflation under control. However, this is a smaller rate hike than the vast majority of those seen last year. With a hike, it'll be costlier for Americans to buy homes, cars, and most credit card balances will increase as well. On the upside, the interest rates on some savings accounts are higher. And a six-year-old Michigan boy is in trouble for ordering nearly $1,000 of food using his dad's phone. Mason Stonehouse had the phone just before bedtime on Saturday and ordered shrimp, chicken sandwiches, ice cream and more without dad Keith Stonehouse knowing. The food orders started to show up after Mason went to bed and Keith then got a chase fraud alert for about $439 spent for pizza. Mason's parents took the money from his piggy bank, leaving him with a penny instead of $115 and Grubhub has given Keith a $1,000 gift card. In sports, the boss and Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets Wednesday night, 139-96. to Next is a game with the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. And the Boston Bruins beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2. to They play the Washington Capitals on February 11th. Your traffic and weather are coming up from the Charto Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107.
0: What new Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shops? Looking forward to this. Going to be hanging out with Inez and Manny and Joe, the whole crew down there at Sunrise, uh, which is going to be nice. It, I, like, happy they're still doing this for the Schwartz Center and Meeting Street. Even though they've put the business up for sale, uh, it's still something that's very important to them to support the Schwartz Center and Meeting Street and the radio thought. We've been doing this for years. I look back, it's been like seven years, something wow. like that, that we've been doing this, which feels like we just started. You know why? It's I, the messed up
3: COVID era that kind of messed it all up.
0: True. And, and the other thing is, is like, I feel like we're still rookies at this because... You know, the telethon has been going on for like 40-something years. Yeah. So like, oh, it's seven, eight years. No big deal. (laughs) Talk to me when you're 30 years into this. Right. Um, But no, honestly, uh, I love this radiothon because it is so easy for everybody to help out the Schwartz Center. All you have to do if you want to help tomorrow, just go to Sunrise, get coffee, get donuts, get the cheese rolls. And your money goes to a great cause. It's Sim, simple as that. 50% of everything you order. So if you Amazing. If you go and spend 20 bucks there tomorrow morning, $10 gets donated by sunrise to the Schwartz Center in Meeting Street. So it's a great kickoff to the Telethon weekend, very important uh, fundraiser tomorrow. While we're there, Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shops, Dartmouth Street in Dartmouth. It's 822, 90-second news update. Phil.
4: Seacog has a new police chief today. David Enos was promoted by the Board of Selectmen Wednesday night. He's a 19-year veteran of the department and he replaces Dean Isabella, who was ousted from the role last month. Isabella is now suing the town for damages. The man suspected of killing one person and wounding another at a Dollar Tree in Brockton is still at large this morning. The Plymouth County District Attorney identified him as 32-year-old Luis Soto, who used to work at the store. The shooting does not appear to be random, but Soto is believed to be armed and dangerous. The shooting killed a 38-year-old East Boston resident. Another person was hospitalized with unspecified injuries. Attorneys for Hunter Biden are reportedly calling for federal and state investigations of those who've made accusations about him. His attorneys claim the information from his laptop was stolen and trafficked. The request for investigations was included in letters sent to the Department of Justice, the IRS, and the Delaware Attorney General. Among those who Biden's attorneys want investigated are Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, and other allies of former President Donald Trump. And archaeologists in Iraq say they've found an ancient pub dating back to 2700 BCE. CNN reports researchers found the tavern 19 inches below the surface. It was split into an open air space and a room with seating, an oven, and ancient food remains. It even includes a 5,000 year old refrigerator. In sports victories for Boston last night. The Celtics over the Brooklyn Nets, 139-96, to next game tomorrow. And the Bruins over the Toronto Maple Leafs, 5-2, to next game on the 11th. And Tom Brady's possibly just five years away from being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Hall tweeted Brady would be eligible for induction in 2028. The news comes after Brady announced his retirement from the NFL. Traffic and weather next from the Charto Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107.
0: Finding the. Per- Maddie got some sunshine out there this morning, but it's cold. It's only 22 out there right now. We're going to warm up into the 30s, though. The real cold arrives tomorrow night, and uh, we're going to be freezing right into the weekend, says Nick Morganelli. So. I got to say, I think this is a pretty innovative and cool idea that Frontier Airlines has come up with. It's an all-you-can-fly pass, and you get to fly as much as you want. Unlimited flights. (laughs) You can fly...
3: uh, Tell me you're struggling without tell me
0: you're struggling. What, if you're Frontier? Yes. I mean, I think it's just... They have a terrible reputation. They don't have the best reputation, granted. But you can get an annual pass. And fly as often as you want for an entire year, or you can make it just a summer pass. So, what, but, let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this. To be fair, how much would you pay to fly all you can fly for the summer?
3: I don't know because I I feel like I don't travel enough where this would even make maybe, sense.
0: Maybe if you, you could, would if you could.
3: I just I don't know. I it, I, I would never I would never fly Frontier 5, honestly. 000.
0: So there's no there's no amount that would be worth it. I don't fly think Frontier. so because here's
3: here's what gets people with Frontier and I, I'm like going to get in trouble. I don't know. But it's like yeah, they have great ticket prices and airfare prices, but you pay for everything. You pay for your bag, you pay for your uh carry-on, you pay for like there's nothing included with your ticket. It's literally just Here's your boarding pass ticket. And that's why the price is so good. Yeah. So many of my friends, when I was younger, so like college days, we would want to travel. Like Frontier was like, oh, perfect. Because like the ticket price is so cheap. But then I have so many friends that were like, yeah, but I got like bombarded with prices afterwards. So I'm curious to see if like all you can fly. Okay. But... Do you still pay all those added fees? Oh,
0: you want a seatbelt. Okay, that's ten dollars. Right, that's what
3: I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Um, so, oh. three. That's what I'm saying. Three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, I'm in. Three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, all that's you can. Amazing. All you can fly for the summer. Twelve hundred ninety-nine for the year. Zero legroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't have first class, right? That's just I think first just, class. Please. No, I'm just saying like different different compartments. I think it's just one commercial, right? Yeah, one commercial. That's line, pretty yeah. much it. They, and
3: you're sitting upright the whole time.
1: Hear me out, though. Three ninety nine on average is the round trip ticket to you know inside the country places where sure. you go. You know, yeah. so if you know that you're even going to go to two different places, one to Florida, one to Vegas, it's basically like a buy one get one. You, again, you just got to deal with the airline.
0: You got to know what you're getting into. Like if you go into it with the right frame of mind, like I understand, I'm going to be annoyed. I get it. I'm going to be, you know, it's. I'm going in like cattle, mm-hmm. but I'm paying three ninety nine. So you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, at, I guess here's the hidden fees right here.
3: You'll pay one cent in airfare. What one plus f- applicable taxes, fees, and charges at the time <laughs> of booking. There it is.
1: Oh man, and the, you can get purchase options. You can get your bags, your seats,
3: seats.
0: Well, like exactly.
3: <laughs> that's what I'm saying
1: for
0: the thirties, but they're real cold. Comes on Friday night. We're going to be right around zero. Thanks to Phil. What, Punxsutawney, Phil? You can't (laughs) blame the the groundhog.
3: (laughs) I think it might have had something to do with his decision,
0: maybe? Maybe. (laughs) So we talked about how Bed Bath & Beyond, they're going to be closing their Dartmouth location as they can kind of continue to contract. Um, They're going to be closing Dartmouth, Rainham, Dedham, Pittsfield, and Burlington. And they closed Seekonk. I think it was last year, maybe? Um, But what I I never knew, but the two guys that started Bed Bath & Beyond, I never knew they were from New Bedford. Oh, check that out. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. So apparently, there there used to be a big department store that was definitely before my time. Um, It was called Arlen's Department Store, and it was on Hathaway Road in New Bedford. And I believe it's where the price price right is um but anyway the, these two guys that launched bed bath and beyond they worked as stock boys at arlen's <laughs> department great. store you gotta start somewhere right in new Bedford. that's it that's it so um they met there and then they ended up their, their names were warren eisenberg and leonard feinstein they met at arlen's they they ended up moving to new york and they launched what they called at the time Bed and Bath in 1969.
3: Oh, I wonder when the Beyond came about. Yeah,
0: something happened. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but here is, they had pretty humble beginnings. I mean, this is Warren Eisenberg talking about when he was a boy living here in New Bedford. And, you know, his grandparents had come over from
2: Europe. They lived in New York. We, lived, we were in Massachusetts, in New Bedford, Massachusetts. That's where uh, we were born and brought up. And that's where my mother's uh, pa- parents were. My mother was also born in Europe, but she came here when she was two years old. So she was really almost, you know, almost uh, an American. Spoke, spoke, you know, went to school here and so forth. Uh, my father came over at a later age and um, spoke broken English. But well, well, that would explain, by the way, a lot of things. Then even now I realize for example, my father was super frugal. I mean, he first of all he never never made a living, but what he did make, he wouldn't would, wouldn't want to spend any money at all. And I realized, even just seeing what happened in 08, for example, how it affected people, well 29 really affected. And he when he after he came to this country, he and his brother were, lived in New York and uh, they he, they they worked doing nothing, nothing special, did make some money before 29 and lost it all into the depression is what I'm, I'm getting at, and, and after that, you don't get over that, you know, and, and, and that probably explains why he, 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 he wouldn't spend any money on anything, but um, when we were growing up, we did have, we always had food in the house, so we weren't, we weren't hungry. And we always had a roof over our head, but wasn't much of a roof, but we always had a roof over our head. But no nothing beyond that. We didn't have a car or any luxuries, or you didn't go on vacation, or, or we didn't... Uh, uh, I had never eaten in a restaurant until I was 16 years old, and my, uh, a friend's mother and father took me to a restaurant and I didn't know they took me to a steakhouse a lovely steakhouse and I and I didn't know what to order I a chicken salad because <laughs> that's the only thing I, the only thing thing I knew and I was 16 at the time I was already graduating high school
0: so if you're thinking about going to Bed Bath & Beyond in Dartmouth to go you know check out the going on of business sale or whatever you know everything must go uh, as of yesterday Almost all the shelves were empty.
3: Yeah, that makes you,
0: sense. You're a step behind on this.
3: You yeah. I mean? As soon as you lose.
0: That's it. So um, Bed Bath & Beyond. You can actually see the uh, full interview with uh, these guys up on Fun107.com this morning.
4: Lovers will be getting some love early-